this morning on a topic called the table of life. Uh, we are eventually going to get back to moving the communion table back over and to pass out the elements. It's not right now. Things are <laughs> at a place right now where there's still things happening and contagiousness is still abroad. So that's why we bring you these things, right? So if you'll have them in hand, we'll be coming to them at the end of this message. Uh, I want to take us to where we draw on the Last Supper from the writings of Paul in 1 Corinthians in chapter 11. And uh, as I talk about this, most people know this, but they don't know what it's about. Paul's writing the Corinthians. Now, because you've heard this so many times, can I ask you, let your brain stop. Just let it stop and hear it. Really hear it this morning. Paul said, Paul said, he said, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. I received from God. Did you get that? I received from God. And the result of that is now I also delivered it to you. Grab hold of that for just a moment. I mean, what is it that he heard from the Lord and now delivers to the people? And when he had given, uh, I'm sorry, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, I'm going to be giving you a whole different take on some things here this morning. So your notes are going to be kind of rapid as we go through them. And, and, and can I tell you right from the beginning that we are going to be receiving communion next Sunday as well? Because I'm going to be focusing on something, and I'll tell you about that later on down the road here. But what I'm just going to be honest with you, is, and that is that this fascinates me. When Paul says that I received from the Lord, <laughs> you got to remember, Paul wasn't there on the night that Jesus was betrayed. All the other apostles were, I mean, and, and they could go out and say that he said this and he said that, but not Paul. You, you, you can dismiss this as something that's okay, no big deal, right? I mean, but wait, Paul says, I received this from the Lord. That means he did not go to Jerusalem and sit down and have somebody teach him and, 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 and what happened and, and, and what took place. 
because it was in these years that we know little about Paul that he was in Arabia. And he was receiving from the Lord this incredible message that he'll expand on in the epistles. He's saying, when I was alone with God, God was teaching me this gospel. And he said, I received from the Lord. That is Jesus who started this is now the Jesus who comes to Paul in the Arabian desert and says, this is the way it was. It was so important that Paul said, I delivered it to you. So this isn't, how do I say, the icing on the cake. This is really the guts of the gospel. Paul said, when I, when I came to you guys in Corinth, I was molding and I was teaching you. And part of, what, part of that was to tell you that on the night he was betrayed, he instituted this meal. The night he's betrayed, he will institute this meal, the piece of bread and the cup of wine. The early church caught the life of Christ, and they were taught that in the context of the Holy Communion. That is huge to understand about the early church. What, what, what did happen at the table that night? I mean, Jesus is going to die literally within a few hours from that point. Just a few hours before that, that great event, he gathers the disciples together and he tells them what he's going to do and what it's going to be like afterwards. Those are the two things he tells them. The first thing they did is they're sitting down at a Jewish Passover. Jewish Passover meal. Only Jesus turns that meal into the meal of the new covenant. That's a huge understanding. He will literally turn the Passover meal into the meal of the new covenant. Now, if, if you're not sure you hear me talk about covenant all the time, please be my guest. We have those teaching booklets out there that you can read through of what the covenants are. And, and I'm not trying to spin a commercial because we don't charge for them. They're, just, they're there for you to be taught, for you to read through. And when you're done with them, if you don't want to keep them, pass them on to somebody else. But, and there's a new one out there too, Daniel, by the way. But, but I, want, I want to say this. I mean, Jesus, as he turns that Passover meal into the new covenant, he takes the bread, he breaks it, and he said, this is my body, which is what? And given for you. Given for you. Now, hold on to these thoughts, because what I'm doing is teaching something here this morning. And then at the end of the meal, remember where there was a, a special cup, and I've talked about this umpteen many times, but he takes the cup at the end of the meal, the cup, and he says, this is the new covenant in my blood. 
which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Now we know that's what is going to happen in just a few hours, right? The first thing we know is this meal that defines what is going to happen in the next few hours. This meal defines what's going to happen. I was raised where communion was very important. And we'd sing these, well, I'll call them old hymns. I love them, you know. At the cross, the old rugged cross. Good songs, right? Yeah, now, now I'm going to get in trouble with you. But we would sing them at communion, trying to imagine him dying a bloody death. And thus, that was doing this in remembrance of him. Oh, I love it when God teaches you things. No. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Not in remembrance of my sufferings. Hello? Anybody home? Jesus said, in remembrance of me. I'm going to tell you right now. Are you ready? I mean, buckle up. We're getting to the next point. If you haven't filled things out. Never, never look at the sufferings of Jesus except through the lens of the resurrection. Hello, somebody. The suffering and death of Jesus is the worst thing that could have ever happened. Unless he rose from the dead. That changes everything. Hello, somebody. Listen, we don't come to remember his death. We come to remember him. And yes, that encompasses his death, but infinitely more. He says, this has got to do with what's going to happen. Now, in John's gospel, he leaves that out. Matthew, Mark, Luke tells us what Jesus said. John leaves it out. But he tells us what happens next. When they had taken the cup, this is my blood. The cup is put down and then begins John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. The chapters are about only one thing. That we are to be united into Christ and Christ in us. Us in Christ United to the Father. Oh. All these chapters, that's what it's saying. That, that, that is going to be accomplished by the Holy Spirit who is going to come. What did Jesus say? I must go. Why? So that the Holy Spirit would come. The Holy Spirit, friend, is not the cherry on top. He's not the optional extra. That's why Jesus died and rose again. That the Holy Spirit would come and bring us into this intimate union with God. 
I'll say it again. That's why Jesus died and rose again. I mean, honestly, stop for a second because that's interesting. Really, when you stop to think about that statement, I mean, because I thought Jesus died for sin. Yes, he did. But that wasn't the end. Jesus came and he suffered and he died and he rose again to bring us into union with God to be a son, to be a daughter. Hello, somebody. That's why. And yes, we have to deal with sin to get there, clear sin out to get there, but don't stop with sin. Hey, Jesus <laughs> did not come just to clean up Adam's mess. No. Are you ready? He came to create a totally new Adam, a new creation. What does it say? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become oh, never existed before new. That's what he came to do. Turn to your neighbor. Take a look at them. I know they might not look like this, but they tell them, you're a new creation. You old thing, you. <laughs> right at the very center of the gospel is this meal. And understand, please, this is something you do. He said, as often as you do this, not talk about it, do it. As often as you do it. You, you do realize that this, I mean, it has its roots all the way through Scripture, what you... Jesus is showing them what Jesus is doing here when he turns us into the covenant meal. I mean, do you remember Abraham back in the Old Testament at the tents? And, 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 and there's three that come, and one of them is Yahweh, the God of Israel. And, and, and what's the first thing as they come into his tent? What's the first thing out of Abraham's mouth? Sarah, bring the food. And they're going to sit down. And break bread. Look, remember in Exodus, when the covenant is made, it says that the elders of Israel sat down and God ate with man. God and the elders of Israel. If you want to look that up, it's chapter 24 and verses 9 through 11. I mean, go to the Psalms. Now, you want to talk about food, I know I do. But if you want to talk about food, I mean, it's rich. I mean, taste and see that the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. You know what that means? That, that means when, like, for example, if I cook something and I give it, and I take, and I give it to you, I go, whoa, man, you, you have got to taste this. This is so good. And if you don't say that to me, I'm not going to like you anymore. But, but you know what I'm saying when it comes to that. Taste and see that the Lord is 
good. You got to taste this. Jesus, Jesus, oh man. David said, taste. This, taste is what he, can I put it this way? This is an eating language. Do you believe in eating languages? Some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. But David, David says this. I mean, he could have said these things differently, but he says them deliberately. He, He says, come to a feast in which the goodness of God is on our menu. Oh, hello. Hello. How about Psalm 23? He maketh us to lie down where? I don't even have to get up to eat. It's just all around me. This is good. Not only that, but he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Food. There's that common thread, that food. Now, the God of the Old Testament has now become flesh, became one of us without ceasing to be eternal God. And now he's sitting across the table from them, basically in front of us, and he is saying to them, literally, take and eat me, drink me. You do understand those words he speaks. uh, How about this? Do do you remember in John chapter 6, take a look at it, verse 49. It says, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Wow. He's the bread of life. I mean, you're going to eat him? You're going to eat his flesh? Mm. You have a hard time. I mean, eventually there's going to be some some disciples that, because of what he's saying here, they're going to walk away. It's too hard. They don't... mm. And then, a matter of fact, take a look at verse 52 there. It says, the Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So what I'm basically saying is, yeah, I said it, but they said it too. They're, they're having a tough time. They're arguing about this as well. And, and, and so as a result, Jesus comes back and he says this in verse 53. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now, remember, the last day is the day that takes place when he rises from the dead, because there ain't going to be no cease to that day. He's going to live. He's going to reign forever. That's that day. Anyways... For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Wow. Did, did, did you, are, are, are you catching something here? 
Uh, unless you eat his flesh and drink his blood. <laughs> I can imagine what this sounds like to some people. But, but, but grab this. There's no life versus eternal life. You don't eat or drink it. No life. You eat or drink it, or you eat and drink it, there's eternal life. And, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to squirrel here. But let me just say this. When we eat and we drink, he abides in us and us in him. This is just, this, honestly, this is just mind-blowing. Go, go on. Take, take a look at verse 57. As the, living, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. How many are going, wow, where is pastor going with this? This can't be any plainer, friends. Because now at the table, he says what? This bread is my to be eaten. To, to be eaten. This wine is his blood to be drank. Responding to that, we, we say the amen and, and, and rest on his word. In just a minute, we'll, we'll take what we call bread. Well, no, it's not. But we'll take bread and we'll look at it. It feels like. It tastes like. And we take, uh, 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 we, we, we take and we look at this cup of juice. It looks like juice, smells like juice, tastes like juice. Jesus would take the same piece of bread and say, I see. This is my body. The cup, the same cup and said, this is my blood. Now, you, you take this and eat this and in so doing, he's saying, I become a part of you, and you become a part of me. Oh, wait a minute. Are you reading into something here that's uh, a little bit beyond my... Now, take a look at something. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. And I'm giving it to you out of the New American Standard updated. And, and there's a reason for that. It's because there's a certain word in here I think it pulls out more of, of the substance here. Is not the cup of blessing which we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the cup of blessing which we bless a, say with me, sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread which we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Now, th this, is, this is huge because... As he says, this you know, this this bread and this cup. Now, the word sharing in the Greek there is is full of the meaning what we would know as partaking or participating, say in the blood of Christ. It literally means to take into oneself. 
take into one's self. For example, you will leave from here in a little while and you will sit down at some kind of meal or pick up on some kind of takeout or whatever it might be. You're going to take that food and you are going to what? Eat it. And as you eat it, it's going to go into you, in you, become you. Making yourself, you'll be making yourself one with the food. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Now, of course, he wasn't talking about the body he sat there with. The, the, the body that was going, that, that, was, that was born from the, from the womb of Mary. No, that, that body's going to be sacrificed for us. He was speaking of the body that would come out of the tomb three days later. Do you realize that when he rose from the dead, that he did not discard his body? Do you realize right at this moment, right now, Jesus still has a body? That's going to take me off into a Trinity explanation that I'd love to go ahead and share with you as far as Father, Spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit, Jesus, body. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, you know, he has a body. I, I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I don't know how to describe it. But when Jesus rose from the dead, it was a real body. He would spend time with his disciples over the next six weeks. He popped in with them, and, 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 and they had, they'd just get done eating. He'd say, you got any leftovers? And he'd eat their doggy bags. That's what he would do. He'd drink with them. He would sup with them. He would, he would cook breakfast for them. He would, he would eat with them. So they weren't, understand something, they weren't eating and drinking with a memory. This was a real person with a body beyond our comprehension. Oh, yeah. But not a memory. He had said, do this in remembrance of me. Eat of me. In my glorified newness, Eat of me in the triumph of who I am now. Eat of me. Become one with me. We've become one, friends. I call it with a shared history. Because the rest of the New Testament says, you have been crucified with Christ. You have been buried with Christ. You have been raised from the dead in Christ. You have ascended with Christ. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ. What's it saying? You've become so one with him. But you're still you. And he's still... Look, you are participating together. The life I live in the flesh, I live by another's life. The life I now live in the flesh, 
I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by another's life. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Next week, I want to teach you on that word, remembrance. I want to bring it out like you've not heard it before. Remembrance. But he said, do this in remembrance of me. The triumph, the victory, the resurrection, the ascension. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you stand with me this morning? Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your assurance. And I thank you for what you're showing and saying to us. God, in this place here this morning, open up our eyes. I cast my mind to Calvary. With Jesus' blood and die for me, I see his wounds, kiss hands, his feet, mm. my Savior on that cursed tree. Mm -hmm. Hear the story. His body bound and drenched in tears. They laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the ancient seal by heavy stone, Messiah still and all
same night. I received from the Lord his tithes. And what I've received, I've delivered to you. It's that central. It's that important. Jesus said, eat of me. Drink of me. Participate with me. Share me. Become one with me. Of my glorified, resurrected self. Not of the self that's at the table. No, 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 no. That's before that day. But that day came. And Jesus rose from the dead. Eat of him. Consume him. Thank you, Jesus. And so on the same night in which he was betrayed, he did take bread and he gave thanks. We give you thanks, Father. As we glory in the glory of your Son, all that the Holy Spirit brings together, the three in one, in us, in them. We do this in remembrance of you, of you glorified of you ascended and that we are ascended with you. So Lord, we pray. Pray it with me. I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, in every part of my body. I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, in every part of my body. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake of the bread together. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus. And in the same manner, he, he also took mm, the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. That means that your sins and your iniquities, they are remembered no more. What that means then now, he, 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 he is your God. And you are his children. What that means now is that there's not some law written on stone out here. He has written his law, his love on your heart and placed it in your mind. That means 
that from the least of you, you've just known Christ for 15 seconds, or you've known Christ for 150 years. You each know him equally. You might know more about him on this side, but you each know him. You shall know me from the least to the greatest. All of this based on your sin and your iniquity that have remembered me. This cup, the new covenant meal. Oh. Is the new covenant in my blood. Drink this. As often as you drink it, you do declare the Lord's death till he comes. Do this in remembrance of me. So we partake of the cup together. Hallelujah. Sing it. Sing it. I was a wretch. I remember who I was. I was lost. I was blind. I was running out of time. Sin separated. The breach was far too wide. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me at your side. So you made a way across the great divide. Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe. Broke my chains, freed my soul. For the first time I owe. But then you walk right out again. And now death has no sting. And life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb. to go. 
I want to speak to emptiness for a moment. Not very long, really kind of short. But as a believer, seems to have been an emptiness in your spirit. And it's been filled with anything from <laughs> bitterness. It's been filled with attitude, condemnation, judgments. In fact, it's been filled with anything but. Who he is. And that's why this morning, in this place, God is wanting to say to us in a big way, of me, drink of me, and this morning, to know that we fill it, we're doing this in remembrance of him, we're doing it, not talking about it, not walking out of here saying, that's a great thought, man, well, yeah, okay, I'm not sure I figured it out yet. No, this, mm, this is about tasting and seeing. This is really good. There's another word in, in the scripture that I wish I had time to take. It says it talks about being satisfied. When you eat, being satisfied means you can't, you literally can't take another bite. You go, oh, man, I take another bite, I'm going to explode. That's what the scripture tells us to do with God. To become so satisfied. But we walk around as empty as we can get. Trying to fill ourselves up on junk food. And the only thing it does is make us sick. But this morning there is a call to receive of him. So as we sing that chorus one more time, I'm going to simply open up these altars.
and ask you to find that place to spend a few moments. You know, just spend a few moments to eat of him. Isn't it about time? Now, if you're here this morning and don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, just, you just believe upon him that he is who he says he is, that he was raised from the dead, that he died, was raised, and has ascended, and he is Lord. And when we say yes to that receiving, we receive something he's provided. He changes our condition from sin to grace, united with him. In this place here this morning, I want to invite this house to find that place to fill up, to partake, to digest, to become one with. Thank you, Jesus. For the blood of Let's find out.